Welcome to Glory Stories with Dr. Elizabeth Vaughn. Dr. Vaughn was one of the top eye surgeons in America and has traveled to many countries in the world preaching the Word of God. She also opened up an eye surgery center in Beijing, China, where she did free eye surgery on those in need. Dr. Vaughn will be sharing many of her personal experiences from God. In addition, you will hear of others that have known God in an intimate way and seen His miracle-working power. As you hear about how God has worked in the lives of others, our hope is that you will be changed forever. Get ready for God to heal you, deliver you, and transform your life as you sit back and enjoy these glory stories. Welcome to Glory Stories today. I'm going to be sharing with you some miraculous stories of people that I have personally known. The first one's a man named Gene Mullinax. He was a young man and he developed a lesion in his lung and the lesion was so bad it was a bleeding lesion and it was large and, and with, with it there it, it became incapacitating to him and so he couldn't, he had a wife and he had children but he became unable to support his family because of this bleeding tumor in his lung. So finally the only thing that the doctors could do was surgically remove that whole lung. So they, that's what they did. They removed the entire lung. They took out three of the ribs in order to even get to the lung. Now this was done a long time ago. Surgery today wouldn't be like this, but that's what they had to do. They took out three ribs, his entire lung, and they left a draining hole in his back that was draining fluid all the time. So they did get rid of the tumor that was in his lung, but at the same time, he was still in a debilitated state. He was still unable to hold down a job and support his family. And he had to be bedridden a good bit of the time. But one day he got out and he was driving by the Arkansas State Fairground and he saw a big sign out there. It said, A.A. Allen, that's the name of an evangelist. It said, A.A. Allen, it said, uh, uh, blind eyes see, deaf ears hear, lame, the lame walk, signs, wonders, and miracles. Well, he, he was astounded by that. It didn't sound like something believable even that these things could happen, but that's what the sign said. And so, you know, he stopped and he, he actually met A.A. Allen and he explained his situation to Reverend Allen and he said, do you think God would be able to do anything to help me? And Allen acted like it'd be nothing to God, which is true, that's true, but Mullinex, Gene Mullinex didn't know that. So, so he decided, well, you know, I still don't, I don't, still don't believe what they say they can do. So he decided he would go to one of the tent meetings. It was a tent. And he would go to one of the tent meetings and he would, you know, dis, he, he would expose all of this wrong stuff that they were saying. That's, that's his, in his heart when he went to the tent meeting. So A.A. Allen had a line of people standing in line waiting to, to have prayer for healing. And so Gene Mullinex gets in the line. Well, in front of him is a man with overalls on and he has a baby over his shoulder. So the baby is facing Gene Mullinax and Gene sees this big tumor growing out of this baby's mouth. And all, as the line gets shorter, he continues, you know, he's always behind this baby. He's watching that baby. And he thought to himself, you know, a baby can't fake a healing. <laughs> and he says, if God heals this tumor out of this baby's mouth, then I'm going to believe he can heal whatever I have too. And so he watched and he watched. Finally, it gets to be the baby's turn. A. Allen takes this baby and 
prays that God will get rid of this tumor out of the mouth. And Gene Mullinex watched with his own eyes as the tumor just shrank and shrank and shrank and completely disappeared from the baby's face. So then it was his turn next. He steps up and it was his turn to be prayed for. And A. Allen turns to the congregation and he says, oh, and he told him a little bit about the circumstance because he knew it. And he, he asked everybody to pray. So everybody begins praying, and, and uh, A. Allen says, Oh, God! That's what he did. He cried out, Oh, God! And as he cried out, Gene said it, it was like somebody blowing up a balloon, and air came into his chest and filled up his chest because that whole so shoulder was sunken down on the side where the, where the lung was resected. But now it filled back up like somebody was blowing air into his lung that wasn't even there and, and creating a lung. The three ribs that had been surgically removed were now replaced by the power of God. The wound that was leaking fluid in his back was now healed over, and he was totally well in an instant of time. That's, that's what our God does. That's the God that we serve. That's Gene Mullinac's story. So, you know, he, he immediately he became a consecrated Christian because he saw what God can do. And he eventually he even became the pastor of a church. First he, he formed a business and was a very affluent businessman. And then he sold the church just to go, I mean, he sold the business to go full time into ministry for the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's how I met him. He was in ministry when I met him. Another instance that is important in my life took place on my birthday many years ago. I look forward to my birthday because a lot of times God will give me special gifts on my birthday. And this happened to be my birthday when I was in Cincinnati, Ohio. I was ministering at a church. And one night I was at the altar praying for all these people that were, had come down to the altar to be prayed for. And I was praying for all of them. And then a lady came to me and she said, would you mind coming back to where my sister is seated? She's not able to come to the altar. Would you come and pray for her in her seat? I said, yes, I will. So I went back to where she was sitting. And you know, it's one of those times when the anointing of God is so heavy that you don't even think what you're doing. You don't even think, now what shall I do? What shall I pray? What shall I? You, I didn't even think about anything like that. I simply went back to the lady. I took her by the hand and I said to her, rise and be healed in the name of Jesus. You know, it's the same thing that Peter said uh, when you, you remember, well, maybe you don't know the story in the Bible, but in the Bible there was a man who was crippled and they would bring this man and sit him outside of the temple and he would beg for alms, for money. He would beg for money. And every day they would bring him, set him there in the same place. He would beg for money, beg for money. People would give him little money, just like a beggar today. And so uh, one day, they, Peter and John were walking. They were going into the temple, and they walked by this man. And he was, he was asking for money, alms, money. And Peter walked over to him and John. And Peter said to him, you know, silver and gold. I don't have any silver and gold. But what I do have, I'll give to you. And he took the man by the hand and he lifted him up and he says, In the name of Jesus Christ, rise and be healed. The man was instantly healed. He went jumping and leaping and praising God. And because of that miracle and the commotion, and I mean, everybody knew this man because he, he sat there by the temple all the time, crippled for years and years and years, begging for money. So everybody knew this man. And so 
they were that a crowd came around to see what, what I mean how's this man jumping and leaping and, and making this commotion they see him well and they see that he's been healed by the power of God and so they they wonder what's happened so Peter you know he was he was a man anointed of the Holy Ghost just like you and I need to be and so Peter starts telling them about Jesus that he said, don't look at us. There's nothing special about us. We're just people. We're just men like you. But he said, it's the power of Jesus Christ that has made this man whole, this man that used to be crippled. It's by his power, the power of Jesus. And he said, you can have Jesus in your life. And he explains to them that they can be saved also and, and accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And because of that, 5,000 people got saved because of that one miracle that God did that day. So it's a similar circumstance now when uh, here, here I am in this church and the woman asked me to pray for her sister and I just did the same thing that Peter did on that day and I just took the lady by the hand and I said, rise and be healed in the name of Jesus. And she stood up. Now, I didn't know anything about this woman. It's a good thing I didn't know because sometimes if you know things, it, it hinders your faith. But I didn't know anything about the lady. So what I felt, though, you know, I'm a medical doctor, and I've done physical exams on lots and lots of people. And I took her by the arm, and she couldn't, she couldn't hardly walk. It was just like little bitty baby steps, just little bitty baby steps. And she started walking little bitty baby steps. And I had hold of her arm, and I could feel, I could feel her. I mean, I know what a normal arm feels like, so do you. But hers was like a two-by-four, like a board. It was stiff. It was hard. And I could feel her arm was stiff and, and her legs, everything was stiff. And I started hearing with my ears, I could hear a cracking sound as she started taking baby sips, steps and her arms started feeling more like an arm instead of like a four-by-four. And her steps, instead of teeny-weeny little baby steps shuffling along, barely shuffling along, she started to be able to take bigger steps. And so the bigger steps she could take, then I started taking bigger steps. And I took her down the center aisle of the church because that's where she was seated by the center aisle. And, and as I was going, and she was going faster and faster, I started walking her across the front of the church and she was going faster, and the more I walked with her, the faster she was going, and pretty soon I realized that she could go a lot faster than I could go. So I let her go. I just let her go, and she took off running. She took off running down the side of the church. She came all the way around the back. She was running fat like an Olympic runner would be running. She was running through the back of the church. She came down the center aisle, and she slid right underneath the altar. Uh, I guess it was the table where they served communion. She slid right underneath that, that table and she went out under the spirit. She was out under the spirit. Well, you know, that was phenomenal to stand there and watch. I said, this woman is running like a gazelle. And, and she, she couldn't even move before. Well, afterwards, the pastor of that church told me her story. This is her story. He and his family were in a restaurant eating one day. And they had just ordered their food, and they looked out the window, and the woman's sister and this woman were, were getting out of the car. This woman that had just turned into a gazelle. She was trying to get out of the car, and it was very laborious for her, and it was very painful for her, and she could hardly move. 
and she had a walker, and so she was walking very slowly, very painfully. It, it, she was walking so slowly that their food that they had just ordered was served to them. They finished their whole meal, and they were getting ready to leave when that lady finally got into the restaurant, and they saw the lady in the restaurant. That's how long it took her to get into the restaurant. That's how debilitated the woman was. So seeing this situation, the pastor said, you know, we're having a revival in our church next week. And he said, we're going to be seeing lots of miracles. And, and why don't you bring your sister? Why don't the two of you come? And, and God will heal your sister. And so they said, well, you know, doctors said that nothing can be done. They've done everything they can. And he said, well, that doesn't matter. You come and, and God can do the things that no doctor can do. And, and I'm a medical doctor. I mean, you know, I... When you're, when you're from a scientific background, some of you have scientific backgrounds, you're scientific people. And, and so with a scientific mindset, you think if you can't prove it, if you can't prove it somehow in the natural, then it, it's impossible, it can't be, and you won't accept it. But let me tell you, I'm from a scientific background too. That's all that I, you know, I, I mean, I took all the chemistry, biochemistry, anatomy, physiology, uh, physics, you know, I took all the sciences. And medicine is a, is a scientific field of medicine, is, is a scientific field. And so I understand the mindset that you might be having. But there's a whole realm that's a spiritual realm where God is, and this spiritual realm supersedes everything in the natural that we see. So things that, that are impossible in the natural are not hard for God at all. God is the God who created everything, the sun, the moon, the stars. He created us human beings and the plant life and the animal life. And God is God. He can do anything. So you have to, rec if, you don't, if you don't recognize that there is a God today and you don't come to serve his son, Jesus Christ, one day you're going to be standing before his throne and you're going to be very sorry that you didn't receive Jesus Christ in this lifetime because your, your, your chance, your option would be finished. So anyway, the woman, when, when, when the pastor told her to come to the church and she said, well, the doctors say nothing can be done. He said, well, you come anyway because God can do things that doctors can't do. And I, I certainly agree with that statement wholeheartedly because I've experienced it in my life. So that's why they came they sat in the service that day. They expected God to do a miracle, and he did a fantastic miracle for them. You know, I, 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 I'm telling you about miracles of healing right now, but God does all kinds of other miracles in people's lives too. Uh, one of the people that I know personally is a man who was a cocaine addict. He was an alcoholic. He was addicted to nicotine. He spent all the money that he could get his hands on buying drugs and alcohol. So he was behind on all of the payments that he had, including his apartment payment. And he didn't even want to answer the phone because he was afraid always it would be someone saying, you owe us money and, you know, we're going to have to come get you, take your car away, take your apartment away, something. He was always afraid of that because he spent all of his money on the wrong things. And one day, you know, he just... He just pulled his car off the side of the road because he was dating a woman who was a Christian woman 
and he wasn't, and he knew nothing really about God. He didn't, he didn't know the Bible. He didn't know Jesus. He didn't know really anything. But he knew that his life was a tremendous, huge mess, and that it was just getting worse and worse with time. So finally, he pulls his car alone in the car. He pulls it off the road, and he just, he just leans on the steering wheel, and he just says, God, if you're real, if Jesus is real, I ask you to help me. And he cried out to the Lord from his heart. In that moment of time, Jesus not only came into his life, he, he solved his cocaine addiction like that. He solved his alcohol addiction like that. He solved his cigarette habit, which was, I don't know, a heavy cigarette pack, every day's pack. I don't know how many packs, but it was a heavy addiction. He solved all of his addictions in a split second of time and accepted that man as one of, God accepted that man through Jesus Christ as one of his children and solved all of those problems immediately. Now that man, this is many years later, is one of the leading members, not only members, he's, he's, a, he's one of the top people in the church. He's, he works for the church. He's a top person in the church. So coming from an addict in the pits of hell, to being a top person in the church is what Jesus has done in his life. He was never physically ill, but he certainly had addictions. And Jesus is not only a healer, Jesus is a deliverer. So whatever you need to be delivered of today, this is no problem for God. This man, the name of the man I just described to you is named Charlie. And God loves you just as much as he loves Charlie. And he will do just as much for you as he did for Charlie. So if you have some sort of addiction, even you're, you're watching the wrong things online, you're going to the wrong website, and you know what I'm talking about. And God sees all that. That's addiction too. There's a lot of different kinds of addiction. Whatever addictions you have and you really know it's wrong and you really wish that you weren't doing that, but you are doing that and you want to be done with it, call out to Jesus. Call out to Jesus. In one second's time, he can deliver you from the desire to even do that again. He changes the inside of you where you don't even want to. You're not even tempted to do it anymore because your face, if you call out to him and you accept him as your Lord, and your Savior, and you let him come into your heart, he gives you a new heart. He changes your want-tos, and, and, and you, start, you start seeking him. You start putting him first. You start reading the Word of God, which is the Holy Bible, and, and, and you, you learn who he is and how he operates, and, and, and you, you, you follow him. You, you'll find out he's a gentle, loving, wonderful Savior. He's not harsh. You know, those addictions, the one who wants you to be addicted is Satan, and he wants to keep you in his clutches. He wants to keep you bound down with all kinds of wrong things. He wants to make your life here on earth just as hellish as he can possibly make it. But Jesus can break you loose through, out of all of that. So, I, listen, if you, if you think you have a horrible, impossible situation that I can't even imagine to say to you, and that's what you think you have today, that's what you do have today, there is an answer for you. You think people around you are, if you changed your life, the people around you would kill you or 
you know, kill your loved ones or, or, or damage you or torture you or you think these are the reasons you don't want to stop doing what you're doing. Listen, Jesus can deliver you out of all of that. He, he can deliver you out of all of that. In, Jesus, in the life of Jesus, you know, he had, mo he had mobs that were coming after him to throw him over a cliff, mobs that wanted to stone him to death, and God just made a way. He opened those people, and Jesus just walked right on through them. Je he can make a path for you that you do not see, you do not recognize any way that it's possible, but with God, all things are possible, all things. So I'm, I'm really, I'm pleading with you in the name of Jesus You've tried everything else and nothing else works for you. It just keeps getting darker and blacker and worse. I'm pleading with you to call out to Jesus and let him make a way where there is no way. He is a way maker. He opens doors that no one else can open. And he closes doors. When he closes a door, nobody can open that door that Jesus closes. So call on him today. You know, another episode keeps coming in my mind, so I'm going to share with you. One night there was a Christian couple. They had a ship, and they had it docked in one of the Arab countries. I don't remember which country. And they were there because they wanted to distribute some Christian literature and help to bring people to Jesus Christ. And, and so they had their, their boat docked at, at one of these countries. And it was late at night, and they heard footsteps coming down the, the wooden pier. And, and the footsteps came closer and closer, and kind of fear came into their heart because they didn't know if they were going to get in trouble or, you know, they were a little afraid about that. And the footsteps come to their door, and they open the door to see who it is. And this man steps into their ship, and he's not there to hurt them or to arrest them or do anything bad to them and he tells his story he said this is his story he was actually a Christian man living in a Muslim nation but his story was that he had gone to Jerusalem to worship at, at the Dome of the Rock on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem and it was in the evening he was walking across the, the Temple Mount and Jesus came to him the resurrected Christ came to this Muslim man as he was on his way into the temple, uh, not the, you know, the temple, sh the shrine, the Muslim shrine. He was on his way and Jesus revealed himself to this man. And of course, if, if when Jesus reveals himself to you, you're going to believe in Jesus because he is a resurrected Lord. He is alive. He is well today and he is intervening in the lives of men and women and children across this world. So when he revealed himself to this man, and the man immediately became a Christian, the man immediately accepted Jesus Christ as his Savior. And so the man had sought these people out that had the boat because he, was, he also was a Christian, and he wanted to be able to talk with them. So <clears throat> I want you to see how Jesus can take whatever situation that you're in and he can change it in one moment's time. I want to tell you something else about a man who had the experience of going to heaven. And when he went to heaven, they were showing him around. His friend met him there, actually. 
a friend that he knew on earth that had been killed in a car accident. The friend met him and was showing him around inside of heaven. And uh, one of the places that he took him to was like a warehouse, and it, and it was called uh, Unclaimed Blessings. That was the name over that door on that house, Unclaimed Blessings. And he walked into this warehouse, and what he saw in there were body parts. He saw arms and legs and every body part that a human being can have. He saw them on the walls inside of this, uh, like a warehouse facility. And he said, what, what is this? He asked his friend, what is this? The friend says, well, people on earth will pray and they'll ask God to heal their whatever, whatever part is, let's say, heal their kidneys. And they pray to God to, to heal their kidneys. And so they pray in the name of Jesus. And so angels come and they take new body parts, whatever body part the person needs. And the angels take it down to the earth level. And by the, But before they can even get there to bring the miracle to that person, the person says, oh, but, you know, I, I know that the day of miracles is past because that's what they were taught in their church. The day of miracles is past. So I know I can't have new kidneys. I know I can't have them. And, you know, so then the, when the angel hears them saying these things, essentially rejecting what God wanted to give to them, he takes the body part back up to this warehouse-like facility, unclaimed blessings, and puts it there where it wasn't claimed by the person. So, you know, I, I, I know people that have heart failure, have had kidney failure, have liver failure, have all kinds of body parts that have failed. And I want to encourage you that whatever body part you need, Jesus has that for you. He has it and he can send it down to you and install it in you. The only thing you need to do is you need to ask. The word of God says, Jesus said actually, he said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Over and over, I've quoted that to the Lord. I, I tell him, Lord, you said if I ask anything in your name, you'll do it for me. And I'm here to tell you, when I ask him in his name, he's always there to do it. He, 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 he stands by his word. He watches over his word to perform his word. If you believe it in your heart and you speak it with your mouth, you're going to have what you're asking. The Word of God also says in Mark eleven twenty four. Jesus said, What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. That's what Jesus said. I'll say it again. What things soever you desire, in other words, whatever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So that's saying that when do you, when, according to that scripture, when do you receive it? Okay, I said it to you twice. I ask you again, when do you receive it? What things serve you desire? When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So at the time that you say the prayer, at the time that you ask God for it, whatever it is, that's the time that you reach out with hands of faith and you believe that you've received it because he's promised you that you would. That's why. 
and he's not a man that he would lie. So the minute you pray, you believe that you receive it. Now, what if you don't see it right away? What relevance is that? It's yours. You claimed it with your hands of faith. It's yours, whether you see it or whether you don't. The thing that you know for sure is you will see it because he said that you'd have whatsoever you believed when you prayed. So if you haven't been reaching out with your hand of faith and receiving what you've prayed, you need to start doing that today. Asking is only part of the equation that works. Asking is just half of it. You ask in the name of Jesus, but the other half of it is you have to believe that you've received it. That's the other half of the equation. You need both halves to make it work for you in your life. Believe that you received it and you shall have it. Well, I think that's been a, a good word for you today. I think you've learned something by this. And from now on, from this day forward, you ask Jesus whatever you want. But when you ask him, you believe to receive it. You'll receive it either right that minute or soon thereafter. In Jesus' name. We hope that you enjoyed these stories of the glory of God. We believe that each story we tell will help build your faith and help to bring a miracle into your life. For more information about this program and Dr. Elizabeth Vaughn, visit her website at godsinstrument.com, her YouTube channel at Glory Stories Now, or write her at Elizabeth Vaughn Ministries Incorporated, P.O. Box 454, Argyle, Texas, 76226, USA.